0: custom car care all right good morning and welcome you've got sarah and dustin a1 custom car care with kyle wyatt esquire as our personal guest merry christmas merry christmas we are gonna get into some travel stuff but before we do you know we have gone through some christmas trivia and i find it very impressive that you knew was what was written on the man's sweatshirt in
1: die hard Oh, That's yeah. very impressive. Oh. Well done.
0: Well, well done.
1: Well, when you watch a movie every year, and I am 48 years old, yeah. you, you get to know something.
2: You pick up on things, huh? Yeah.
1: You
0: know, as we go through those
1: movies... What did I, his sign say in, in Die Hard 3? Remember when he was out in the street? Oh, I don't think we can say that on... <laughs> I
0: don't think this show... I know exactly what that sign said.
1: <laughs> they. Uh, I don't think...
0: So, that's a great question. Do you think they could make that movie today? What do you think would happen... If they came up with. Well, Dive Samuel L.
1: Jackson was in it, so I would assume they're going to be okay with you it. You think so? Oh, yeah.
0: Samuel L. is one of my most favorite actors. I, but I he love plays... his cadence, his mm-hmm.
1: voice. Yep. D- uh,
0: Django Unchained, was that a, a f- uh, favorite of yours?
1: No. I don't
0: no? think I've ever seen it. So Samuel L. is in that one. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's in that one. Speaking of injuries, uh, to pick up off kind of where you left on, on your show, um, he leonardo dicaprio slams his hand down on the table and it's a very passionate ending to the movie while well, he cuts his hand Ooh. and they keep filming and he keeps rolling with it and they had uh another actor there and he ends up rubbing his bleeding hand all over her face and they used that of course quentin tarantino is the director on that one uh they used that whole scene uh, to continue that. And he had a very bad cut on his hand. But if you haven't seen that one, that is a very, very Let's good one Jamie Foxx is in it. I'm a pretty big uh, fan of I Jamie Foxx, honestly.
1: That. Yeah. I, I think I've seen would... most of the Quentin Tarantino movies. Anything he does. Anything he does. Pulp is Fiction is... That's one of my most yeah. favorites. Reservoir Dogs. Yep,
0: yep. I have all of those. I had them on, uh, I'm sure, VHS at some point. But I have them on DVD. I think you and I can sit
1: down in the man cave and watch the movies and not have any uh, any problems. I guarantee it. Tombstone? Yep, for sure. Absolutely.
0: That was my favorite thing. So my Uncle John, he had been a bouncer here in Springfield for years. And when we would go to his house, he always had knickknacks and trinkets that he had taken off people that he had escorted out of the bar. And he also had every cool man movie through the 80s and 90s and 2000s you could have ever watched. Wow. And so that was my favorite thing about going to his house is I could watch whatever movie I wanted. There you go. And, you know, my folks didn't censor movies except Platoon. They would not allow me to watch Platoon as a child. the language? You know, I don't know, actually. I mean, it was pretty graphic, I guess, but... uh, that was the one thing that I can remember my dad drawing the line on, and I was probably five or six, Oh well, yeah. so I was pretty little back then. <laughs> but other than that, they didn't... I don't know why they wouldn't let me see it. <laughs> you know, I appreciate that though, you know, it, and it depends on what school of thought you come from as a child being raised as an adult. I see folks that are really sheltered and, you know, mm. there's a lot of metering of what information or what exposure. And I'm really thankful my folks didn't do that because as an adult, I really wasn't surprised by a lot of things. You know, I didn't have to learn some of those experiences when, you know, things counted, I guess. And as a kid, I kind of got to see, well, probably not going to do that or, oh, I'm going to do that or et cetera. Um, And I believe it helped me quite a bit as an adult. So I don't know how everybody thinks about mean,
1: their children. I feel like they had their whole lives to watch, you know, I'd say filth you know just sure you know people getting murdered and stuff like that now my 14 year old is a little bit different mm-hmm. you know i i, I feel I, you know he's gonna be 15 next month yeah. so i think it's a little bit different you can start opening up some things but it's children and stuff i i, I guess i do i i, I want to watch uh you know language definitely sure. is, a, is a big thing i don't want to hearing f-bombs in a movie and things mm-hmm. like that so we are pretty um i guess pretty well our kids go to a private schools so yeah they yeah. You don't give us more sheltering than that. Well and, and, and private Christian school by
0: th- the way. I think the public schools now are not what they were when I went to public school. They're significantly different. Yeah. Um I'm very thankful my two older kids go to Marionville still, which is still a rural community. Still a lot of the same you know, I went there through middle school and high school. A lot of the same staffs there. I mean they you know, I know everybody there. I guess my point is, is, you know, you can go two ways. You can shelter them and they can learn it on their own with from their friends and the internet or whatever, or you can expose them while you're involved with some of that. And it doesn't always have to be movies and filth, but just kind of the uglier side of life, if you will. And I feel like that prepared me that when I was dealing with people, not that like murder or anything like that, but just people in general, sometimes the uglier side of folks is what they're exposed to. And I'm thankful to have done that you know with a little bit of supervision than just hey now you're in college go buck wild you know what i mean and 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 deal with the consequences as well as you know the the world is a lot different place now than it was through the 80s and 90s oh yeah and i have this thought a lot that you know that was in my opinion probably the pinnacle of a time to grow up you know maybe late 70s 80s 90s 2000s Versus growing up now, I have to be much more careful where the kids are at, what they're viewing online, etc. Because the world's got a lot of ugliness in it, I guess
1: would be the way to put it. What pronouns are you using? Yeah, yeah no. Nah,
0: nah. <laughs> Man or woman, that's
1: the pronoun. But Hard is a good way to say. cuff people in, you know, to yeah. kind of teach them about life. Yeah, you that's know? true.
0: That was one of his breakout roles, if I remember right. I don't know that I knew who Bruce Willis was. Before,
1: well, he he was in uh, Moonlighting, yeah, with Sybil Shepherd. That's who, true. I, now that was a TV series. If I, uh, I remember so right. the street I grew up on, in, oh. Oak, in Oak Grove, Kingsway, okay. the guy who lived up the quarter was Sybil Shepherd's first cousin. No kidding. And he had pictures where they grew up together. So huh. I go, how cool is that? You know, just <laughs> in Moonlighting, but yeah, Moonlighting, I think. Uh, At least for me Mm -hmm. is where I I first saw kind of Bruce Willis. I
0: don't think, I don't remember that I watched that very much as a kid, but I didn't do a lot of TV. We played outside during, you know, it was when the streetlights came on. I don't know if that was how, you know, it was in your house, but you need to be home when the streetlights come on. So it allowed us, and we rode our bicycles everywhere as a child. That was such a big thing. And now, of course, we live rural. Um, so it's not such a big deal for my kids. But at some point, you know, I think that's
1: a really important thing. It's really hard to ride a bike on gravel roads.
0: It is. It is unbelievably hard. <laughs> so we moved from Laporte, Indiana is the town that I spent the most of my academic childhood in. And it was probably the size, if I had to guess, of maybe Nixa and Ozark, somewhere around there. We moved from there to Marionville, Missouri, when I was probably thir- 12 or 13 and marionville i think still has a population of like 2038 people or something like that so it was a culture shock for me to have come from a town and i can remember one of my buddies uh we had a pretty tight crew of guys you know that hung out together he when he heard i was moving to missouri his question he was sincere about this question do you have bathrooms in Missouri like is it there is it an outhouse that you are and I'll never forget him asking that question. So I'm like, yeah, it's just like here cuz obviously I remember living right. here when I was in kindergarten. Uh, I went to uh, Indian Trail in Carthage, Missouri it was my kindergarten school that I went to. Do you
1: think you would have became a mechanic if you stayed in Indiana?
0: Yep, I would have. So my dad has been a dealership guy, auto body. Um I guarantee I would have still been a mechanic even had we stayed there, had we moved to Colorado. This is what I've wanted to do since I was as as little as I can remember. Wow! Even if I moved to Europe someday, I'd be working on BMWs and Audis and that kind of stuff. Uh, or maybe I'd maybe they have Chevys and Fords over there. I know they have some of them, but um, this this is my chosen profession, regardless of of anything else. Since I was a small child,
1: did you ever envision you'd be behind a mic?
0: No, I never did. And uh, Kent, which was our accountant, he's a dear friend. He's passed away at this point. And Nick and I were at lunch here in Springfield. And Nick brought this up at one point, and I thought it was going to be a one-time show and i turned him down first and then as we're driving back i'm like you know what can't call him and i think i could do that
1: well that was one saturday i thought it was
0: one saturday <laughs> i swear to god that's how i got into this deal and then <laughs> kent comes back to me with a year contract and i'm like kent <laughs> what are you really and uh he's so he calls calls nick back and says well what if this doesn't work out what if he's a bumbling idiot you know <laughs> and nick's like i'll let you out of the contract so that's how this this came about. How did you get into this, by the way? I'm, I'm well, it
1: was... Uh, my favorite show was, was ending. I uh-huh. used to love listening to Tech Talk yep. with uh, Luke Davis. Uh-huh. And uh, and they were... He was stopping, uh, and, and Nick approached me and, and said he wanted to do a law show. I'm like, well... You know, maybe we could do it for, you know, maybe six months. Maybe. I was like, how much can you talk about sure. the law? That's exactly what I thought. You know, and but, you know, this coming March, in three months, it'll be ten years.
0: Man, that's fantastic. Uh, Sarah's giving us the old sign. You're listening to 104 on KSGF. We're going to take a break. You'll get us all back right after this. Doing Christmas in the country. All right. Welcome back. You got Sarah Dustin and Kyle Wyatt Esquire. Do you know why I always put that in when I introduce <laughs> you? you're a jackass. I am. <laughs> when you did the uh I don't even know what that event was called um, it was with oh your...
1: yeah that bass pro
0: yes that was one of my favorite events Kyle which is why I always you know introduce you in that manner that's what you had in up on the screen before you uh it you did me. your chat
1: it was gar I <laughs> was it I mean, really I didn't do that
0: I really appreciated
1: that my great aunt but you know before she she's been She'd been gone there for probably thirteen years, <clears throat> but she would, she would, she would uh, send me a birthday or Christmas card, and on the envelope it would say "Kyle Wyatt Esquire Aha. Family." And so, that's awesome. Yeah, I love nobody. That. Nobody. I don't know anyone in my profession who ever does that outside <laughs> of I don't know marketing or something like that. No, but,
0: it worked out. It that was a great event. I know that's been several years ago now, but yeah. Uh, if you guys ever take an ocean to do that again, I would I i told, told Garrett
1: about it, uh, Dr. Lane.
0: It was a pretty well-attended event. Yeah, I mean he did was, a good job. Yeah. We had f-
1: nice food and great speakers. Yes, the speakers were amazing during uh, that. The one I love was uh, the guy who does all the gardening. Yeah, the lasagna up. gardening. Yeah.
0: I've actually taken a lot from him and still use a lot of those practices I learned, to, you know, for my gardening now my garden this year i neglected it a lot but uh you know next year is always another year
1: yeah we got new year's eve coming up so Mm -hmm. you got some new year's resolution we do sarah what do you got
2: So are either of you traveling for Christmas?
1: No, all the freeloaders come to my house.
2: Yeah, Yeah. they're all
1: coming to ours as well.
2: Well, I guess I'm going to be the only one that's doing traveling. Surprise, surprise. Where are you going? Well, I'm not necessarily traveling, but according to AAA, they, they do this little comparison chart of like how many people are going to be traveling each year compared to last year, and they do it if you travel 50 miles or more. So I definitely travel 50 miles or more. My husband, he has a uh, a broken family, so we are constantly Christmas over here, mm-hmm. Christmas over there, and then on top of that, my husband's birthday is on the thirtieth, so we also have to do a bunch of traveling for his birthday as well. I know. I'm telling you what, I am so broke this time of year (laughs) (laughs) because my mom's birthday is on the 28th. Don't forget to pay your property checks. And Um, I also have that as well, so I'm poor right now. But, okay, talking traveling. If you are out there and you are traveling, AAA recommends that you hit the road before 10 a.m. today because over 115 million Americans are expected to travel over Christmas and New Year's. Now, that number comes for people who are traveling 50 miles or more and it is spanning from the 10 day uh, year-end holiday event so basically they start this stats on friday and then they run it all the way up to like new year's day so the amount of people who are going to be traveling via automobile is 103.6 million that is a 1.8 change from 2022
1: like a third of the country Mm -hmm. yeah
2: so it's quite a bit so 104 million people are going to drive their holiday destinations like i said 1.8 percent more compared to 2022 this year's projected number of drivers is the second highest on record after 2019, when 108 million drivers hit the road for the holidays. As 2023 comes to a close, drivers can expect to pay about the same or less for a gallon of gas they did last holiday season when the national average on Christmas Day and New Year's Day was $3.10 and $3.20 respectively. Mm. Now, if you are going to be traveling just kind of in the Midwest... AAA says that West North Central region, so Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, North Dakota, Nebraska, and South Dakota, specifically those areas, 8.2 million travelers are expected to be on the roadways. So that is a 1% increase from last year. And then for the uh, West South Central region, so that is Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Texas, there's going to be about 10.7 million travelers. Once again, a 1% increase from 2022. And for our friends that are going to be traveling in Missouri, uh, and they're just going to keep it right here, we're going to have about 2 million people on the roadways this year. So that's not too bad compared to the other states. Definitely. I saw something else in here. There it is. The best and the worst times to travel by car, like I mentioned earlier, if you're planning to hit the road today, the best time to do it is before 10 a.m. So if you are listening to this show right now, you did good. Mm -hmm. The worst time to travel is 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, Sunday and Monday, they say there's going to be minimal traffic impacted. But Tuesday and Wednesday, the worst times to travel is 1 to 5 p.m. So, if you are planning on hitting the road that time, you're probably gonna run into some type of traffic jams or any type of congestion. But if you are hitting the road and you're looking to find the best time, anytime before noon. Hmm. So, there you go. There is your uh, holiday travel report.
0: So, something that I think I need to throw out there, and I've had to kind of start putting this in my travel plans, is when I'm coming up on a big metropolitan area. I need to time when I get to certain towns or cities or, or, you know, if I want to go through Oklahoma City, I didn't want to go through there at 8 a.m. Yeah. Right. So I learned or figured this out the wrong way. We went uh, to Florida this year and I happened to hit Birmingham, I think at like 730 in the morning or something like that. Oof. And so we were towing in my one ton with the camper and the whole deal and i'm like i didn't plan that out we got up got on the road everything was cool everything's working awesome and i'm towing through birmingham at rush hour trying to merge and make sure i'm hitting people with loved you 50 oh yeah so i'll tell you what you just kind of lean over in there and magically a space opens a little bit so i would turn the the turn signal on and i'd let it run a little while and i just started easing over and magically somebody let me ride in there There so go i I wanted to throw that out there because if you're going to say like chicago we you know i spent some time as a kid up there and so we drove back and forth you don't want to hit st louis at either or peak rush hours going through there which they've done better um we spent a lot of time in st louis they finally have the bridge uh in fenton i don't know if you guys are familiar with that it has been under construction since i was probably like three years old (laughs) And I'm not exaggerating at all. And finally, I saw them the last time we were up there at uh, Cardinal Glenn and Children's Hospital. They finally had that bridge done. Yay! They have been working on that for decades. Now, probably they had it and they fixed and they, you know, stopped and started different expansions. But getting through St. Louis is much better than it used to be. But you definitely want to keep that in consideration while you're traveling. There you go. As well as, have you ever broke down traveling? Have you, Kyle? I've asked Sarah this. I think I know <laughs> Shut the <up>. question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as a kid. I heard you last week, either you were in a blowout before. I'm like, oh, man. As, you know, it
0: happens. And, uh, you know, probably because I've driven so many piles of junk over the years with yeah. used tires. And that's a whole other discussion. But. Uh, you know, I stop thankfully and help a lot of people now more than I I did younger. Normally, I was the one who broke down when
1: I was younger. You ever like time yourself? Have your <clears throat> have some sort of timing you when you go out there and change your tire. So it's under five this is minutes. Not NASCAR. Typically. Bring your son out there to hold the pan.
0: You know, I had him and his buddy <laughs> uh, put a set of tires on the truck that he's going to be driving, and it was really interesting to see. You know, somebody that hasn't done that forever. You know, and try and teach somebody, but. I had a lady she was broke down in front of the dollar general in marionville here a while back um it was a little ford escape and i was you know i'm a bigger guy so me knocking on your window probably is not at night time yeah and it was it was just about <laughs> twilight there and she said well AAA will be here in an hour and a half is what they had told her oh wow and i said hey if you don't want any help that's fine but i said hey i've got tools here that i could get you back on the road pretty quick In three minutes i had the tire down on the ground car up tire off tire on and torque in the lug nuts and she was ready to go wow so it wasn't a nascar (laughs) thing but i was pretty close there miss and you know once i she saw that i wasn't there to you know basically steal her car or do anything bad to her she was very thankful that within a few minutes but i carry an aluminum jack that i strongly recommend uh the harbor freight ton and a half if you haven't bought gifts for anybody male or woman um that is a fantastic gift. have you
1: guys done this yet on your 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 facebook page or whatever to do like a big list dustin's must have you know uh, uh roadside needs
0: you know I
2: mean, we, kind. We've of? done
0: several shows, but we haven't formed a list that like
1: I this think is be, your criteria. I think that'd be good. Kyle, right. you always have the best ideas.
2: There we go. We I got a show. It.
1: Topic. It's all. It's all selfish needs. I <laughs> uh, trust me. I'm like, I'm like I'll listen to your show, and then like and I'll miss something perfect example gas mm-hmm. you said something last week about gas like uh, the, the type of grade yeah. it is whatever yeah and i totally missed the first top part tier. of it i was so mad like yeah. where, where do i get a top tier or where, or which one's not a top so tier? as
0: long as you go to a uh oil company owned filling station so sinclair marathon Philip 66 the rapid roberts uh if they are an oil company and they sell gas that's always top tier and you'll see it on but the like gas. Casey's bomb. Yes. So Casey's, Come and Go, Murphy's USA, any of your private labels, they're selling second tier fuel. And when I do fuel analysis at the shop, I can see the difference.
1: Really? Yes. Just, As yeah. So stay away from come and go
0: well i'm not throwing stones i like come and go's diesel they have what's called slick diesel so they have a power service additive in their diesel i actually do prefer that
1: but if you had to choose if i had to choose phillips uh, yeah
0: phillips sinclair uh we don't have marathons around here but they're a lot of roberts would that count yep rapid roberts that that would be a good one any of your conicos anything like that that is a branded yep shell definitely the Macadoodles um going in and out of republic there if I can drive past a private label to an oil company, I will, and I will fuel up. And then I sometimes I'll do calculations. I'll do scan data analysis as far as spark knock, detonation. And I can definitely see a, a difference of how those cars act. And if you're a fuel economy person, as well as if you look at General Motors, you drive a fairly late model General Motors. I love that truck, by the way. In their information, Top Tier is a branded subsidiary of General Motors, and they were having issues with carboning and different things um, that they were having to fix under warranty, and it was related to the fuel. It wasn't anything General Motors was doing, and that's where the Top Tier portion of that came from was so you don't have drivability concerns with your GM products. Good to know. So we do need to step into another break. Uh, We'll be right back after this.
2: Well, it's Christmas time again.
0: All right, welcome back. We got Sarah Dustin, Kyle Wyatt Esquire. Here is our special guest. Sarah, I know what your favorite Christmas movie is, but why don't you tell the people?
2: Ooh, so it's kind of a toss-up. So I love Christmas Vacation. Mm -hmm. That is always one of my go-tos. But my other favorite one, which is apparently a terrible movie, but I love it, is Jingle All the Way.
1: It was was a terrible movie.
2: (laughs) I love that movie so much. I watch it every year.
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. So
2: (laughs) dumb, but I love it.
1: Did he do a get to the chopper? Did he do that? No, but video? he
2: did do this scene where he's like screaming at the neighbor because the neighbor was making these little into at his wife, and oh, they were yeah. making cookies, and he screamed at him to put those cookies down. I'll find the I'll find the clip. Oh,
1: that's hilarious! I'll
2: find the clip.
1: All right, Kyle, what's your favorite so Christmas I, movie? So I'm a connoisseur of okay. sorts when it comes yeah. to Christmas movies, okay. and so I have I have my top ones that must be watched before. Uh, Christmas is over. Mm-hmm. All right, we we said earlier that I start with Die Hard. Yep. That's I I don't ever have to guess. which the very first movie I'm going to watch <laughs> is Die Hard. The last movie okay. that I watch is Christmas Vacation. Okay. So I bookcase my, my 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 you know favorite movies of that. But in between those, I. When I get closer to the holiday, that means those are the more precious movies uh-huh. to me. So A Christmas Story. Of course. I was which hoping that was going to be in there. I thought you would have caught the, the changing of the tire where Ralphie goes out there <laughs> and his dad. And, <laughs> I, that is a true Christmas <laughs> event, isn't it? That's right. Uh, but A Christmas Story obviously is in there. But one of my one of my favorite movies that uh, doesn't get a lot of like publicity or whatever is Christmas with the Cranks. Tim Allen and uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it is a hilarious movie. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks. If you don't know what it is, they have a they have a daughter uh, who, who's gone to college and she's joined the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. Right, so she's not gonna be home for Christmas. And so Tim Allen uh, comes with the idea of let's skip Christmas and use that money that we would have done for decorations and present and stuff and go on a fantastic cruise. Hmm. Well. They just go awry uh-huh. when they find out their little girl's coming back home for uh-huh. Christmas, and so it has Dan Aykroyd in it. Oh, a lot man. of good actors. In you it. know, I've
0: not seen that one. I'm uh, gonna have it, to put it that a, on the was a
1: must watch. Uh, a hilarious one, I think, is Four Christmases. When you talk about a broken family, oh, uh-huh. uh, Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. and Reese Witherspoon, and and they have to go to their four different families. You know, their, da- their dad, their mm-hmm. mom, uh, and each one of that, and just a just a funny 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 show uh but there's there's just i mean literally there's so many and, and for the kids uh you know they have the we talked about earlier the charlie brown christmas yeah. mm-hmm. uh that is uh, that is a mainstay you have yeah. to watch that um a wonderful life yes. i think is is another mainstay you have to watch we always love watching Bing crosby's white christmas have you ever you got into yeah. that
0: oh my no, god no i haven't justin i know they're going to take my Christmas away. Cros- you
1: are. <laughs> by God, make sure you watch Bing Crosby's okay. A White Christmas. It is a. that is an absolute must. Okay, I'll put that on the list. Yeah, you have time. I do. Yeah, all We're running time. out of time. Yeah, all the, all the time. I have so much. Two time. days. because <laughs> it's not quite the same after Christmas. No, that's true. That's true.
0: Are you a big white Christmas person? Like, do you? Re- Does that make a difference
1: as far I think as the it, snow? I think it adds to. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't necessarily mind snow. Sure, I, I, I like it when it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't like what you were talking about earlier. The, you know, up there in Michigan, and Nick was talking about Wisconsin. So we
0: had lake coming. effect snow. Have you ever experienced lake effect snow? And I was going to ask Nick while he was in here if he had ever seen thunder and lightning snow, thunder snow. No. Oh and that was a, a true whiteout conditions when I lived up north, and and what Nick was saying, once it snowed, that stuff was there. So if you built, you know, my dad did certain things as a kid, but one of the things we always did was make a sled run, and now we had plenty of snow, so we would make this six foot, my dad was six foot tall, we'd make a six foot tall sled run, and all the kids in the neighborhood Like, there were kids I didn't even know. Like, we'd come home from the grocery store, and they're sledding on our hill, which is fine. It wasn't no big deal. But we would have to shovel the sidewalks and the driveways anyway. So, as he did, he would build us this sled run, and we'd put water on it. And, I mean, really, like, uh, cool runnings came out around that same time. So, I thought I was the... The Jamaican (laughs) bobsled team. (laughs) But we had such a blast. And then we would take, my dad was an auto body guy, and so we had car hoods laying around. Oh, Lord. So we would sled with car hoods, and we'd also flip them upside down, build walls, and make our own igloos. I mean, there was that much snow as a kid. As well as, we get kind of a powdery snow here that sometimes doesn't pack all that well. When it would come across Lake Michigan, and we lived on the east side of Lake Michigan, it would pick up all this Moisture and then it would just dump feet of snow. And so we would have the most epic tunnels, caves, I mean, the whole deal. So I either want lots of snow
1: or I want it to be 65 degrees. See, that's what I grew up with when I grew up in Kansas City and we always had. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's if Al Gore's right all this global stuff, but we I mean we would build like these mm-hmm. these these ice forts yep. and then tunnel through, yep. and uh, and I think that's where I got my claustrophobia from because I was a fat kid and I got stuck one time and I couldn't get through, <laughs> oh it was terrifying I Boom. bet it was yeah but yeah I remember lots of snow when we moved down here it just doesn't seem like yeah. it snows that much it, we
0: and if it does it's not it doesn't stick around either you know right. you, you may get it for a week and then it's sunny in 65 the following week which is nice I do like the kind of multiple flavors if you will of the four seasons but pardon me when I lived up north that was a an event for us and we didn't have snow days either right we would uh do a late and so instead of I forget what time eight o'clock we would go in at ten thirty every day and that would allow all the heavy equipment to do the snow removal And so we very seldom, unless it was a whiteout condition, ever got out of snow when I lived up north. Yeah. Here, it even threatens a little bit, (laughs) and they're canceling snow. And they
1: got the road is out out there. there. Never buckle up, guys, or stay home. (laughs) We... (laughs) What about you, uh, Sarah? What other movies do you like? What's a must watch?
2: Well, we always watch the, I guess it's the Mickey Mouse version of The
1: Christmas Carol? Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah,
2: we watched that not too terribly long ago, and the little one loved it. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, basically the same list as yours, really. We basically just pick a movie probably like every weekend, right around the Thanksgiving time. And we will just kind of sit and watch him. And then we watch him like a full day while we're doing our Christmas decorations. When did you put your tree up this year?
1: Uh, after my daughter's birthday. So it'll be sometime after November 11th. Mm.
2: Wow. Or, b- before Thanksgiving. That early? I,
1: by God, now, look, she doesn't let me to do everything. So we get the tree up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the and decoration and that. And then when it gets to Thanksgiving, I can have, I have the lake lamp yeah oh you do it's it's a major award no kidding oh yeah a major award uh and then we have our our, uh, uh, christmas village and oh yeah we we go a little clark griswold
2: do you yeah yeah i always put my christmas tree typically either that saturday or sunday after thanksgiving what about you
0: i hope stacy does not listen to this show because (laughs) i don't do squat when it comes to that stuff she would that's love... gonna be that's gonna kind of shock to her. Well, she so we have a beautiful uh porch all the way across our house with a you know railing and you know, I mean the prime, you know, decorating the house right. situation. And I ain't got time for that. So I don't do any of that. Wow. She dresses up the house, she does an amazing job. Uh, the lights went out on our Christmas tree, I think a couple of years ago, and it was the ones you plug in. Right. And she's like, will you fix this? And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to buy a new one. So I bought a fiber optic one that's oh. all pre-doing its right. thing. And that's what we have now. And then Stacey, of course, makes the house a home, if you will, and makes it you know, not seem like it's just a, a rough old mechanic that lives there. So, But we need to step into another break. We're going to do that, and we're going to wrap this up in a nice little bow right after we come back. All right, welcome back. We got just Sarah Dustin, I know. Esquire had to skate out on us. Everybody's flaked out. We really did enjoy having Kyle on here. I I miss the Saturdays where I would come in early and watch and, and be here with his show. You know, Kyle does a great job, but it is a whole different level to be in the studio and be able to uh, hear and see his callers and, and some of his uh, expressions as he's kind of fielding some questions. I really thoroughly miss that.
2: So. I know. So I, what I was thinking about while we just had all of these guests kind of just in and yeah, out, yeah, yeah. I celebrated my seventh work anniversary. Is it really been yes. that long? Yes. I celebrated it on Sunday. And so I've been kind of in this like, I don't know, just like... <laughs> oh you know, kind of reminiscing, if you will. And so, uh, I there's a lot of times I don't get to see everybody yeah. all the time, just because how crazy busy mm-hmm. it gets here at the station, and people are popping in and popping out. Yeah. So it was really nice to be able to to hear from Katie and to see Kyle and For sure. sit down and actually chit chat with Nick. We do that basically Monday through Friday, but right. you know, to talk about. Uh, I guess you would say some more lighthearted things. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was kind of nice, yeah. It was great. Yeah.
0: So, Sarah, I got a Christmas question for you. I am
2: ready for it.
0: Do you have one gift that was really like the pinnacle of gifts?
2: Hmm. Not
0: to be the the materialistic, you know, it's not always about giving. Maybe it's an event. Maybe it's something. Um, I can remember uh, one, but I was curious if you had one that was like the... uh, uh you know the the holy grail christmas gift
2: so i think i was probably like 12 or 13 and i got my first ever laptop oh and my mom had made it very clear that i was not going to be getting one oh, and that she it was pulled the
0: old trickaroo she on ya.
2: did she was like they're expensive mm-hmm. you know because now you can get them relatively cheap oh, yeah. but back in the day they were Mm -hmm. And so she made it very clear, like, we can't afford this. It's not going to happen. And me at the time, I was really into music and media. I still am, of course. course. And I really wanted one because like Photoshop was just becoming (laughs) a thing. And just I, I just wanted a laptop. And Anyways, I opened all my presents, and I, I can't even remember what else I got that year. I mean, I always always got really good presents. Sure. But I was just like the tiniest bit disappointed that it wasn't under the tree. But I was grateful for what I got. And then my mom did an old Uno reverse, and she pulled another <laughs> present out, and it was my laptop. I cried. Aww. Yes. Um, and then... Gosh, probably four years ago, I got my engagement ring from the husband. Oh, so that was a pretty good Christmas gift. That's a good one. Gift. Well done, Ryan. Yes, good job. Let me tell you that engagement. I love Ryan so very much. And for those who know my husband, they know he's a funny guy. He's just, <laughs> he's an interesting character. And yeah. I swear, he does the the dumbest things. <laughs> I got. Where did where did you and Stacy get engaged?
0: I uh, it was actually on christmas uh, two years ago Oh, well, there at you our go. house yeah all right yeah, so.
2: i got engaged <laughs> i got <laughs>
0: you're gonna lose it over there
2: <laughs> i got engaged next to a trash can <laughs> oh
0: well the the moment struck ryan <laughs> apparently <laughs>
2: I mean, all of these people, some of them you'll see on Instagram or social media, and they're like, they've got like balloons Uh and flowers and things like that. I got engaged next to a trash can while screaming at my dad to come in for lunch.
0: Oh, really? So he just blindsided you right in the middle of uh, progress there.
2: <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I did not get a very beautiful engagement, but every single time I reminisce on uh-huh. getting engaged, I laugh really hard well, just good. because the whole scene was just well, it, a hot it's, mess. it's not forgettable. No, you know? it is definitely not. Well, good for Ryan. Well yeah. done, sir. Well so done. you did not get engaged next to a trash no,
0: can. No, uh, it was in our living room there after we had opened presents. Um, so that was the last present well, essentially for states.
2: There you go. That's a pretty good, pretty good Christmas. I thought so. What about you? Uh, Best Christmas
0: gifts. So I wanted, so my dad was a smoker, probably still is if I had to guess. Uh, And he smoked Camel Filter 100s in a soft pack and then he switched to Camel Filter 100s in a box. Anybody that was a kid through the 80s and 90s and parents smoked, you probably have an idea what they smoked because it was a big part of our life at that point. So he collected all the C-notes, which was the little uh, camel bucks that they had in the cigarettes. Marble oh, has and then the Marble you could, Miles. like,
2: yeah, you could trade them in for
0: different swag yeah. and gear and mm-hmm. whatnot. And so we would save those. And one year I wanted, they had a little Swiss army knife. And I mean, little like the, the one, you know, you would keep in your pocket to trim and you know, fingernails and whatnot. And I wanted one of those so bad, and it was in the catalog, and I had asked him for it, and he's like, no, you're too young, you're too young, you're too young. And that gift was under the Christmas tree, and it was, I think, the last gift I opened It was a small box, obviously. I had it for years. I wish I could say that I still had it. I Mm -hmm. don't. Um, But that was probably one of my favorite ones as a child was that, my first, like, quote-unquote Swiss Army knife for, and I don't know if you can... Tell me whether it's a big deal for girls, but um, for a boy, getting your first pocket knife or the responsibility of that. I was in Boy Scouts or I was a Cub Scout at that point. You know, they have your whittling chip card, which, you know, basically allows you to carry a knife and that you're responsible. You know how to open it, you know how to close it. That was kind of, I don't want to say a rite of passage, but it, a little bit was as growing up uh, to get your first BB gun, to get your first pocket knife. And then, of course, to get your first car or truck. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of the the big deals there. Um, I've gotten a couple of uh, firearms over the years that I really um, am thankful for. I have hunted with them. I've, uh, you know, had a lot of recreational target practice and fun. And I'm at the point now to where I really need to probably ramp up some of that firearm safety with the kids. And those were always excellent gifts. Stacy's gotten me several different ones actually my concealed carry gun that i carry most of the time was a i believe it's actually a birthday gift it was not christmas but it was still a one of those gifts that i i get lots of use out of and sarah you and i've had this discussion before i give gifts in that same mindset or manner as well i want it to be something that is useful or makes an impact on your life is is and it's not that i don't like you know, non-useful recreational fun things, video games or whatever. I'm not really a video game guy, but I understand a lot of people are. I want stuff that will benefit somebody's life. Does that make any sense or you think I'm just being crazy?
2: It does. Uh, Real quick, when you were talking about firearms, I'm going to cross promote here really quick. Okay. Quick Draw Gun. Yes. In Monette. Absolutely. They actually are celebrating their ninth anniversary. So they've been doing an anniversary sale. And if you are out there. Yeah and you are searching for a very, very, very last-minute Christmas mm-hmm. gift, uh, they are doing their anniversary sale until the end oh, of really? today. Yes, okay. so they're gonna have gift cards, uh, stocking stuffer ideas under $10, store-wide savings, mm-hmm. and one of the cool things, ...that they are going to be having is you can sign up to win a Henry Golden Boy.
0: I want one of those so Well,
2: bad. you better head on over there.
0: Have you ever, you know, like, worked the action on one of those or even felt one? I don't think so. So, I am a Ruger 10-22 guy, hands down. That's was my first, like, true firearm, and I've had many and, and have many still. Long story short, great firearm, but when you work the action on a Henry Golden Boy, which is a lever action... Uh, typically, and I don't know that it's all Missouri walnut, but a lot of it is Missouri walnut that they make the stocks out of, but it's just a really well refined, uh, lever action, usually typically a heavy barrel. Um, anybody that's a, uh, you know, firearms enthusiast, that is something that if they don't have one, I guarantee they want one and they are amazing. And they've gone up in price quite a bit because they've really, sought out some popularity on those but they are a great piece of equipment so great job to quick draw that that's what they're raffling off or giving away or however they're you know, making it happen for folks out there. Well done. They're good done.
2: people. Yep. That's
0: fantastic. They're
2: good people. Uh, earlier, we were talking about Christmas movies. Your
0: favorite Christmas movie, and right? Let's y'all hear gave it.
2: me a little bit of flack for loving Jingle <laughs> All the Way. I don't know what the deal is. I think it's just because it's a really stupid movie, but I just love it. This is my absolute favorite scene.
0: Who told you you can eat my cookies? I'm just helping Liz out a little in the kitchen. She's making up a storm here. Ted. I need to speak to my wife, so could you get her on the phone, please? I think she's in the shower,
1: Howard. Do you want me to go check?
0: No! I mean, no, that's fine. On your way out, just tell her I will be a few minutes late, but she shouldn't worry.
1: Oh, she won't worry.
0: I mean, I'm here, and... Mm. Oh, these cookies! I gotta get the recipe from Les. Put that cookie down! Now, <laughs> get to the chopper uh, i love arnold
2: i love that movie so much it was my favorite scene oh it's so good so why is that one so special
0: i don't know if i remember the storyline it's a special robotic toy turbo like- man turbo man yeah there we go And Arnold was big during the time that that movie, as far as like star Mm -hmm. power, uh, not that he's not now, he still obviously is, but that was a huge role reversal for him to pull out of the action genre, if you will, and then dive into some of the comedy. And he really did it great. Now, this is not a Christmas movie, but Kindergarten Cop was like one Mm -hmm. of my faves of, of Arnold's as I was growing up as a kid. Uh, but that one just is is the one that you really love.
2: I think it's because it was one of the first movies that I can remember like recording on VHS tape. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I had that on VHS. We also had, and I don't know, you might remember this one or not. It had Drew Barrymore in it. It was called Olive... The other reindeer, I believe that's what it was called, and it was about this little dog that's name was Olive, Hmm. and she was listening to a broadcast about they weren't exactly sure if they were going to be able to do Christmas because Rudolph was out, but Hmm. Olive, the other reindeer, should be able to, you know, compensate for Rudolph being out. Well, this little dog took it as Santa was calling her because he said Olive, the other reindeer, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she goes on this trip to find Santa.
0: I I don't think that I ever have seen that one. You did spark my memory of one of my favorite ones that didn't come up so far was Prancer. Have have you not seen the Prancer movie? I don't think so. So um, it has the gentleman, and I'm blanking on his name. I'm going
2: to have to look these up.
0: Yeah, please Google it because I'm having a hard time here at the moment. But that was one of my favorite, like i don't want to say realistic movies mm-hmm. uh sam elliott is who i'm trying to think of yeah he was in it he was the dad and essentially i believe something happened to prancer it's been years since i've seen it but he ends up falling out of the sky and then this uh i believe it was a brother and sister the boy was older they end up finding prancer and and caring for prancer oh, if you haven't fun. seen that movie and essentially i think if i remember part of the storyline they christmas was dependent on getting prancer back in with all the other reindeer Uh and so you know they they rehab him and you know it's kind of a hardship story the family's having some financial problems and you know it's not the greatest christmas ever christmas spirits kind of taking a beating if you will but uh that is by far one of my most favorite movies
2: well believe it or not we are officially out of show if you're out there you have any questions or comments feel free to text us that phone number is 417-447-5743 dustin i hope you have a really wonderful christmas you as
0: well have a merry christmas and be safe
2: bye